When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. I have a special guest on the show today, the PA announcer for the Baltimore Orioles, Adrian Robertson. Adrian, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. So 2021, you were hired full-time with the Baltimore Orioles, Major League Baseball PA announcer, fourth active female. How many, There's more than that before, right? But they're not all active. Uh, before, so when I came in, there was two of us that came on at the same time. So before that, there were just two active. Oh, nice. So or, I think last year sometime I had a uh, Rennell Brooks moon on and she's a very nice lady, a great storyteller. Have you had the privilege of meeting her? So we have not met in person, um, but she was one of the first to welcome me when I came up and uh, we text fairly often every week. We message constantly. We both wear orange. We both love the color orange. We have a real lot in common. I'm hoping her and her husband either come this summer or I get out there to see her next summer. But I really like Rennell and and I, I, I feel like I already know her just in phone conversations and texting. But so, yeah, yes. we. <laughs> That is funny that you have the same colors, almost exactly. Oh, I mean, I literally have seen some of her pictures and said, where'd you get that dress? We are literally the same (laughs) shade. I feel like we could swap wardrobes, (laughs) but yes. All right. So you spent 17 years with the Bay Sox, the the double A team from the Orioles. And uh, 10 of those seasons, you got to guess, do a guest spot PA for the Orioles, like temporarily. I read maybe on Mother's Day, and we'll get to that later. But twenty-one. To, this is your twenty-first season doing the PA in in uh, professional baseball. That's, professional baseball, correct? That's pretty yeah. amazing. So before we get to all that, I saw that you grew up in Philadelphia, and we almost went there on vacation this year. So what's it like growing up in Philadelphia? And were you a baseball fan? I've always been a baseball fan. Uh, growing up in Philadelphia, it's a big city, sports market. Um, of course, uh, Philadelphia Eagles is my diehard team. Philadelphia Phillies is my number two team, but you can like a team in each league. That's my opinion. <laughs> uh, so Orioles first and uh, Phillies second. Um, but growing up, my dad took me to my first football game, the Eagles, uh, going to Phillies games, going to Sixers games, Harlan Globetrotters. Uh, we had the minor league hockey team plus the Flyers. So I really had a full range of sports growing up. Um, my dad is like one of the biggest scream at the TV fans of the Eagles. So I have had that passion of sports and just loved watching it from the beginning. Of course, I do enjoy sports as most people do in person more than watching on TV. But when you like the teams, I find it just as interesting, no matter where you're watching it. Um, being at the event itself, of course, is, is so much different. But uh, coming to Baltimore, it's nice that they uh, they support mostly the Philly teams. It's not liking the Nats and not liking the Mets or the Yankees or the Red Sox. But Philly, we kind of have a fairly good relationship. And it's not that far. Is it safe to say your second favorite NFL team would be the Dallas Cowboys? 
<laughs> now, <laughs> because I know where you're interviewing from, I'm going to be polite. I'm but, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I grew up uh, the opposite. That is the uh, the Patriots and Dallas are my least favorite teams. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, you have a beautiful state, but yes, yeah. uh, silver and uh, blue. No, no, no. <laughs> so, so you end up going to college at UT in Knoxville. Going into college, did you know, I mean, as a, as a young kid, maybe in high school, getting ready to enter college, did you know what you wanted to do with your life? I knew I wanted to do something within broadcasting or theater. Um, I really liked all the, the entertainment aspect, and I definitely liked going into sports, going in uh, to University of Tennessee, but it was when I got there that football is a religion down there. It, you get up on a Saturday morning at 7 a.m., And I mean, you're already starting to know what's happening on Thursday for the lineups. It's just, it's a football town. And then I became a diamond girl for the baseball team as I've always liked baseball and worked with the coaches clinics and all that stuff. So that's coming into Tennessee, surrounded by that love of sports, going into all the sports and then announcing for the, uh, the college teams. I got in it real quick. Um, So I would say it kind of was more towards acting and then it quickly transferred over to communications and broadcasting. So while you're going to school for broadcasting, do they do you uh, like do tryouts to to cover other sports or as a student, they as offer student, that to you? Like, hey, yeah. let's you go cover this sport. We were uh, it was quite amazing. Uh, Dr. Uh, Sam Swan was the. Uh, advisor at the time. Uh, he retired, I believe, last year. And so a lot of the broadcasting classes were hands-on. I think it was really cool. We, the local, I believe it was the NBC affiliate on Saturday mornings actually let one of our uh, senior classes air a newscast every Saturday morning. And we rotated. One person was producer, one person was camera, and one person didn't have to be the reporter. And we did real stories. Like we would go down the Olympics at the time, back when I was in college, we're in Atlanta. So we actually did a thing on the uh, whitewater rafting and they had let cut it to a level six. So we actually went down on the water and learned all about that. Um, and it was very interesting. And then that actually aired. And then also, because we had a lot of the uh, ESPN Saturday football games, I got to work with a lot of the reporters from there, um, like Kirk Herbstreit and several other people. And like Friday nights, I worked with high school football. I worked with uh, WIVK. I did a lot of internships. I did, you know, a lot of that stuff to meet people and get in the business. Um, so there was a little bit of everything. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so you had a love for all of everything broadcasting, the theater and all that, but you ended up a PA announcer in baseball. What, what job you, you, you were with the uh, Smokies, the Knoxville Smokies. So actually what kind of, Oh yeah. What was in between that? Like school and then the Smokies. So I was in school and I was working on for the station at school. We had an alternative station, like your new age rock music and then we had a uh, sports and news station and that was like the am side for the school and i was working on the am side mostly working back then with the associated press rewriting stories and do the the top minute of the hour just like captioning what happened that day so while i was working there i noticed that the knoxville smokies was hiring so i went and applied to the knoxville smokies at that point i was already announcing for uh university of tennessee's volleyball women's soccer women's softball and swimming. So I had some announcing experience from the school. And so I went out, there wasn't a position open at the time. So I was a hostess and worked on the front. 
And there was a uh, Channel 6 guy, I think, worked upstairs and he did the announcing. And there was a night he had to cover a football story on campus. And they said, can you help us out? And I literally put down my stuff, went up a very rickety fire escape, crossed the roof and announced my first game. That was in 1996 for double A for Toronto Blue Jays. And then I get to kept doing games the next year. That guy moved on to another market. And then I became the public address announcer uh, in 97 for the Knoxville Smokies for the full season. And so it was just everywhere I went, I just needed that fo- foot in the door for baseball. And, and I truly believe you can get a job at a stadium, but you may be, you know, a greeter. You might be working the merry-go-round. You might be working a camera. But as long as you get that foot in the door and get your start, you've got to be willing to pay your dues and work your way up no matter where you're at. Right. So then you moved on to the uh, Bay Sox where you spent 17 years. How did you end up moving to that job? Um, It was actually pretty neat. We uh, had moved from Pennsylvania. Uh, My family moved down here to Maryland. And when we were looking for homes, I saw the Bowie Bay Sox sign outside. And I said, okay, no matter where we move, I'm applying there. So I applied there and I was camera the first year. And uh, which was really neat because I hadn't done camera in several years, but the director was really good and helped you lunch white balance and different camera roles, whether you're following the flight of the ball, following the, uh, the speed of the player, depending on what angles you're getting. So I learned that. So you're actually getting more baseball knowledge. You're meeting people. And then again, right place, right time. Gentlemen moved on to a different market. And I was there and was able to slide into the role. And I thankful to the Bowie Bay Sox for so many things. I consider them family. My kids grew up in those fields and it's just been an incredible experience. I still like to stop back and it's a great team. Talk about the first time you had a chance to PA at the, uh, at Camden Yards. How did that, did they just invite you and say, Hey, do you want to come in? Was it the, was- the original guy out? What, how'd that go? So the original guy, Dave McGowan, um, who moved to North Carolina, great gentleman, he uh, retired in uh, 2011. That was his last season. And so they had a call out audition process and they had 672 uh, applicants. Um, and it was all it was an open call from all over the country. They narrowed it down to 25. And so I received a call in January of 2012. And it was myself and 25 other people. It was two women, 23 men, a uh, gentleman from California. I believe there was a gentleman from Chicago. The rest were our area, um, Baltimore, D.C. area. There was weather guys. There was traffic guys. There was there was a little bit of everything. Um, and they gave you a script. It was actually really fascinating. They gave you a script to work with. Uh, it was snowing that day. It was very cold. I believe it was in the month of February. And so you're practicing the names, you're practicing some commercials and stuff like that. And then they're calling you one at a time. So you finally get to call down the hallway, you sit in a seat, you've got the microphone, you're looking out at the field, it's snowing, it's beautiful. They have about 11 secret listeners around the stadium. So they can hear you at the different levels, the different speakers, how you project, how you sound there. And they had different people because men have a different hearing level, women have it. There's just so many, you want to make sure that you kind of cater to the majority. Um, So I sat down and they immediately take the script out of your hands. They wanted to show that you've established yourself for the last 45 minutes. You've practiced these names. You've had this crutch. Well, in a real life game situation, call up two people, send two other guys back down to the farm system. You've got to be prepared for those things happening. So again, that's now you're wearing a headset. 
It provides you with a new script. And as you're reading a practice lineup, you're getting into the third batter. Now batting the guy in your ear saying, oh, no, no, we've had a change. It's now going to be left fielder, blah, blah, blah. So they, again, they're trying to see, can you go live right then? And, you know, because that it's a live game all the time. So from that pr- uh, process, um, they went down to five. So I was in the five. And then you had a full interview. You got a full tour of the stadium. You got to see all the secret stuff, like the Lego built of the entire Canmin Yard Stadium. I mean, it was just so exciting being on that tour. And then three days later, I found out it was in the final three. And they asked, would you be willing to do games for us in the future? And of course, the answer was yes. And I was just thrilled to have been happy to be a part of that whole process that year, I did the game on Mother's Day, which was 2012, and I also did the minor league appreciation game. Um, the following year, I did two or three games. Each year, it kind of kept growing. And then from like 2000, probably 14, 15 on, I was doing about 14, 15 games a year. During the COVID season, I did 14 games, and we only played 30 at home. Um, so I was really, again, being in the right place at the right time, proving myself, um, and the reason I got to do a lot of the games over the past couple of years, that gentleman, if he had something else he had to do, then I was able to fill in. So that's how they asked me. So the first time you get on the microphone, are you, do you have like a microphone voice? Are you just talking, this is me and I'm going to announce these players and this is how I sound. So it is my natural voice. I'm not putting on a voice, but I definitely project a little bit more. And I will say I guess it's not naturally. I go deeper. As soon as I lean in front of the microphone, it just something happens. Or I guess when <laughs> I'm at the Baltimore Orioles, when it comes out, it goes a little deeper. Yeah, I probably do that here too. That was pretty that, deep right there. <laughs> that first game I had, though, I know for a full month in advance, I was nervous. And you can do this job every day, but it's about being prepared. It's learning those names and and you can read and read and read and read and practice, practice, practice. But at that moment, you just, you know, anything can happen and be ready for the timing. The biggest adjustment in major league, you wear a headset and you have about maybe nine or 10 people talking to you in that headset while you also have an official scorer to your right that you may talk with PR to your left that you talk with. So a lot's going to happen. So a lot of people don't realize how many voices are in my head that are real voices while you're doing your job. Yeah, I've I've been in the box in Corpus where they they actually have a female PA also, Amy Montez Fry, and she doesn't wear a headset. But okay. they have they have all the TV and everybody uh, in the same she room. She actually like turns around and visits with us in between calls. So it's I guess she doesn't have to do that, but maybe someday she will. Maybe. Uh, but you, you know, you 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 spark some a memory of mine. When you said you took the tour of Boston, I mean, uh, of Camden Yards, have you ever heard of the rumor? Did you ever hear about that? There was a podcast about it. There was no, a rumor there, you know, when Cal Ripken had the street going there and then oh, there the was, big there, rumor. <laughs> yeah, you've heard that. Oh, I've heard the big rumor. Yes. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know about the podcast, but oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. There's a podcast called the rumor and they, these guys are like, we're going to investigate this as good as we can to see if it's really true. But it's really interesting. It's but you should check it out. Oh yeah, I've right. heard, oh yeah, I've 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 got lots of yeah. <laughs> There's a <laughs> lot of amazing history and stories. Yeah. All right. So, I guess at any level, have you ever announced a name wrong? Oh, absolutely. Um, 
I would say it happens once to twice a year, probably more than that. <laughs> if, if, if you've asked a parent, um, it, it just, it happens. Now I have it phonetically written right in front of me, but every once in a while, um, Mostavo, you could say it Mostavo 17 times, but maybe one time it comes out with an A at the end and just, it just happens. I can't even explain how it happens. So I would say it's, it's a rarity because that's not something you shouldn't do. Um, but it, it can happen. All right. So you, you had tried out with the Orioles before and you did some spot starts. How did you become full-time 100% the voice of Cannon Yards? Well, uh, last year I uh, woke up in the morning and they asked if I could fill in that day on opening day, which was a shock and a surprise and an amazing uh, day. Uh, so I quickly uh, found some orange stuff in my closet, uh, got makeup ready, got as much as get going, did some recordings um, at the home studio here to prepare for the game for the day. Um, got up there and it was just a lot of like, I can't believe this is happening. I'm glad to be here. A lot of what's going on. Um, and then the next two weeks for the next two weeks, I wasn't sure like where the decision process was going and they were getting swamped with audition tapes. Um, and my old boss, the Bowie Bay Sox was getting swamped with tapes because people figured I was leaving. So they were already trying to fill that opening. Um, so it, it was a, a little bit of time before they made a decision and I'm glad they made a great and wonderful decision, but I also know there, there's so many great announcers out there, um, so I would say probably late April is when they made it official and, and it is, and still is my dream come true. So I'm very happy to be there. So after they made it official, there was a lot of people reaching out for you to do, you know, I, I've seen interviews with you on TV and different, how, how did yeah. that feel? I mean, you're, you go from a double a PA announcer to everybody wanting your attention. <laughs> it was, it was different because I'm so used to like, just kind of, you know, being behind the scenes and doing my role and arriving to the job. And most people don't even know who the, now, I mean, some people do know, I shouldn't say most people, a lot of people don't know who the public address or announcer is. And so it's kind of like you're in the game, but you're kind of a, it's a separate little thing. So it's not, but major league suddenly became this, this whole new thing. Um, so that was different. Uh, having worked at Sirius XM and past radio stations out of college, all of those things helped me to prepare for these interviews and live takes because some of them were television stations coming down from Harrisburg or Philly. And so they literally would just take it live right there. Some of them were, you know, my hometown of Wyoming in Pennsylvania, but yeah, that was, that was exciting and different and just juggling your regular job, your broadcasting job, and then all the, the little events in between. So you spoke about Sirius XM, you work with Sirius XM and also Georgetown university. What did you do there? So Sirius XM, I was with them for about six years. I worked for, uh, I was a producer for fantasy sports and I worked with uh, primarily their football. Uh, football runs the program. We also did baseball and boxing and basketball, but football is the primary. And I produced several football shows on Sundays, interactive with the callers and listeners. Um, I also broadcast um, a lot of the games where it's just pressing buttons, keeping the score when you're driving in your car and you see, um, Sixers yeah. playing so-and-so that score we're typing that score every yeah. basket that's made you press a little bus button for basket baseball you press the run um it's basic it's not hard to do but you get to watch the game and you're paid so 
that was fun. And Georgetown, which I still work for. Um, I've been with them since 2011. And that was through our on-field MC at the Bowie Bay Sox. He worked with Georgetown as an SID, uh, sports information director. And he said, can you help out our baseball team once in a while? And from there, then the soccer team asked me, the softball team and Georgetown. I I went to Tennessee, but I feel like I went to Georgetown as well. Um, It's a very tight, neat little family there. And we put on a very good show. And I work with the uh, football program, uh, women's basketball, soccer, lacrosse, field hockey, men and women's soccer, pretty much most of their volleyball. I do most of their sports. Um, I don't do golf, tennis, or trying to think um, men's basketball but everything else (laughs) yeah all right so so you get hired there's only 30 people in the world that do your job because there's only 30 major league baseball teams and you're one of four women do you feel like you are representing women everywhere in this field or that you're just a person that loves what you do and that's your job so I've always felt that I was just a person doing my job. It was never that boy versus girl. I just love sports and I love talking and I love bringing that enthusiasm to the player as they walk up. And it's just something I've always just loved doing. But after getting the job, I realized how, like, I know it was always a hard job to get and every job I ever went for, it wasn't three or four applicants. It'd be a thousand applicants. So Every job I ever went for was very tough and you had to select yourself above. But having come into it, I've spoken to several women's groups now, different sorority functions that I've asked to, you know, be their speaker. And having all these questions and speaking with women groups, it has really made me realize how fortunate and how minimal jobs there were. So it has made me much more aware. Um, it does, I do feel that I am helping to represent women and I do hope that I'm vocalizing to young girls out there, but really not just young girls, young boys too, that if you work hard and practice and do your best, this job can be yours. But I mean, again, it's minimal as in how many, there's only so many positions of this job at the major league level, but there's basketball, there's elementary schools, there's, you know, work programs, there's, there's rec programs everywhere. Um, so long, long story answer to your question. Um, <laughs> I think I, I want to represent better for women and I've become much more aware of it now, but going into it, I always just thought of myself as a person. Yeah. So have you uh, visited elementary schools or junior highs or uh, a couple anything of high like schools. that? A couple of the high schools, one junior high, I hope to take that on um, as we've come out of COVID that I hope we can start doing more of those programs, like going into the elementary school with the bird and reading to the first and second graders. Because one of my biggest things is literacy. So I always like to pass that on. So I would love, hopefully this year and next year, that we get back into the schools and encourage baseball and reading. I, I think I read somewhere that you did audiobooks. I do. Um I enjoyed doing Someone that. said I should try that, but I don't, I mean, you'd have to read the whole book. That seems like a lot of work. <laughs> uh, it takes uh, a book and take up to a year. Um, wow. A shorter book, uh, maybe 150 to 200 pages. You can finish in about three months, but you've really, I mean, you're reading that book two, three times before you actually put it to page. And then you've got it. Are you creating characters? Are you staying, you know, mellow? Are you, and then the delivery and th- that is a project in and of itself and a lot of time. 
to dedicate to that. But yes, I like doing audiobooks. Yeah, that seems like it would be way harder you, than you could do. And when you would say somebody's like, you can do that, ACX through um, Amazon, and which is Audible, um, the ACX is their program. So you basically, there's thousands of books and manuscripts that you can audition for. And these are authors that are like you and me that may have a few books out, but yeah. they're not able to afford Stephen King or. Uh, he's announced some books and I'm trying to think uh, criminal minds has like, there's some amazing authors that they can't afford. So you can audition and then their agent or they themselves may contact you and you create the book from your home. There you go. I'll probably do it for free. <laughs> you might have to start off that way, but <laughs> eventually that's how like- <laughs> I, I do a lot of stuff for free. I'm okay with that. <laughs> so let, talking about the Orioles, you guys, I guess have been rebuilding for a while, but now you're doing pretty well. I mean, you're one of the hotter teams in baseball right now. So how fun is it being at the ballpark right now? Oh, it's so exciting. We have the, you know, the 10 games in a row, um, the fans starting to come back. Um, you've always got the, the Yankees and the, the Red Sox have had some super interesting bloopers lately. Those teams always bring a big crowd because first off they're close by, You've got Orioles Cam Yards, one of the best stadiums in the country. People like to come and see it. So, you know, we always have that fan base coming in, but we're now seeing a lot more orange, a lot more of our fan base coming back. And having seen so many of our guys come up through the farm system, now that they're there, we've got more guys on the way. Adley's bring big up. Um, just fans, you can feel the vibe, the excitement. I see um the guys have being excited just coming on the field you see them fist bumping and high-fiving and hugging each other you just see this magic happening between the players but you feel the excitement in the stadium too and while there's a lot of naysayers about us we're there we are in every game we're fighting for it we're coming back um so I, I have a lot of hope for us and you know, I think 25 could be our year and maybe 23, we start hitting that as sooner. <laughs> you are in a very tough division. Yes, we are. I mean, in any uh, Central West, um, in any other division, we might be leading or, or in second right now. Uh, definitely a major contender. Um, but in the division, we are Yankees. They've just, it's, it's hard to say growing up, I grew up in Connecticut for a little bit. I appreciate their talents. Um, their athleticism is, you know, is amazing, but it's the Yankees. So it's always hard. (laughs) It's hard to say good stuff. Well, the Astros have tried to help you out. We beat them five out of seven times. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. We gave them, we gave them five losses. Uh, yeah, you, you, you spoke, you spoke about, I I didn't think about that, but when you're in triple A, I mean, you're in double A, some of the guys that you read out their names you're reading their names out now i know recently you called up some catcher he's like a catcher with this huge smile right and they're like a new catcher yes oh and he's like he's kind of our like he's like the star right now um well trey is the star i mean all our guys are stars but adley and it was just funny the other day when he he had a double and then he came over the home plate when he got the and when he scored his run it is his hair it's just something about adley everybody loves adley um i have not met him in person um but everybody i've spoken with uh he's he's a great kid loves the game has passion and i think he's gonna be a great leader on the field eventually 
Well, all right. That's all the questions I have for you. I really appreciate you coming on and I enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.